welcome, welcome, welcome to Good Deeds. I am your host. I am Dr. Renee Sunday. I am the platform builder. And people always ask me, what is the platform builder? So what we do is we help people identify their purpose. First of all, if they don't know that, and then we build a platform to be seen, be heard, and get paid. There are certain foundational things we have to have. You need to know why you're doing it. You need to know what kind of results you want for the business and, of course, the results you want for your clients. I always use the example, and there are many people do, of our amazing Chick-fil-A, right? Chick-fil-A has a mission. Chick-fil-A has a vision. Chick-fil-A actually know what they're actually going to do for us. We smile, customer services say amazing things, and then I always have to make a reference of McDonald's. McDonald's, typically McDonald's is actually a hamburger business. Guess what they really are? They are really real estate. Yes, because all of the restaurants they have, guess what? They, they sell that. <laughs> the franchisee actually have to obtain the property, and just so happen they have all the things that we go in there, french fries, you know, uh, what uh, the Big Mac. I hadn't been there in a while, so I'm trying to remember. Uh, the, the apple pie, all those type of things. Guess what? Isn't that amazing? So you have to sit down and realize what your mission, what your vision, the things that you're going to do to guess what? And you know what word I'm going to say, serve people. Because if you take the pain away of somebody else, guess what? They actually can smile. They can sleep. They actually become creative, more creative, because now they are relaxed. They're in they, what we say they element. <laughs> and so that's what we do here at Good Deeds. We want to help you shine that light to the world. And that light is your goals, your dreams, your passions. The reason you were created, the things that you do to change the world, what, one person at a time. Sometimes we do it in a group, but the key is that we are impacting other people, influencing other people that they can do better on this journey that we call what? We call life. That's what we do here at Good Deeds. Through our radio show, and you know we do radio slash podcast, you know, you just got to have that distribution going. And we thank you for checking us out on, guess what, on, the talk, on YouTube, on iTunes, our website, and, of course, all our social media uh, platforms as well. We just thank you because guess what? We like the support, but we believe in you, and we thank you so much for believing in us as well. You know, uh, we have an amazing guest today, but I have to say this. Someone just chimed in. Uh, my team actually just said, without well, telling you, didn't finish the thought. Well, we also have the publishing company. You know, I am an international speaker. Uh, we do so many programs. I mean, I do group coaching, one-on-one coaching. Uh, I'm a coach trainer, so I actually certify life coaches, media coaches, and grief counselors. But the key, I have to always say that I love serving people. People, I guess, in the, in the, in the marketplace, they call me a serial entrepreneur. But I always say I'm a platform builder because the big umbrella, uh, anything that I do is actually to serve people. So we need to take that pain away. You know, even on our nonprofit side, guess what we do? We actually take the need away. And that can be something to eat, somewhere to stay. But then we also have to build you that you actually can obtain your goals and dreams in life. But anyway, let's get this started. We actually have an amazing, amazing, amazing guest with us. You know, I always say, you know, we actually love love. And I do. I'm just, you know, I hopefully everybody else, you know, feel the same way. I, when I talk to someone that's in the military, have been in the military, 
you know, our amazing veterans. First of all, I always say thank you because, I, you know, I really don't know if I can do that. <laughs> but, you know, we can do all things through Christ to strengthen us, right? But, you know, the discipline that they have, the focus that they have on a given task, the, the discipline, that's enough to just go, wow. People say, well, Dr. Senator, you should. You're a discipline, you're an anesthesiologist and all the things that you do. But, wow, being a veteran, being in the military, being, you know, even our secret service, even if oh, it's just so amazing, the dedication. So we actually have amazing. <laughs> He's actually served our country and still serving people on a day-to-day basis. You know, because we actually all go through something that we like and guess what, when we don't like. So the adversity. So we actually have the amazing Sean Ramiro with us. He's going to talk to us about the things he do to change a person. Change, you know, that's the key. i got to go back to that word, right? Change people that he come in contact. Because we have had, you know, some people, you know, all of us have had something. We could say anxiety. We could say separation. We could say abandonment. We could say whatever our story is. But guess what? We have to go past that adversity. Because you've heard people also say your pain ends up being your purpose. So you can guess what? Help somebody else. But we want to welcome, welcome the good deeds, the world changer. Yes, himself. Sean, 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 are you there? <laughs> yes, I am. Thank you so much, Dr. Sunday. I appreciate the introduction. God bless you. Thank you so much. <clears throat> wow. You know, I didn't do it justice whatsoever. <laughs> Tell us a little <laughs> bit more about yourself and the amazing things that you're doing. I mean, you're changing people's lives. So tell us a little bit more about that. Amen, amen. So, um, you know, I've been, I was in the military for 17 and a half years. I was a, a crew chief, a mechanic on F-16 fighter jets for 14 of those years. And three years, I was a flight engineer on the KC-10 with uh, 630 flight hours to my credit. Um, I'm also a private pilot. And uh, I have my life insurance license here in the state of New Jersey, but also I am a certified John Maxwell coach and uh, speaker. And uh, right last year was a pretty tumultuous year when I had to I was had to get out of the military, uh, and then literally five days later I was signing my divorce papers, and so my world completely changed around, and I had to go through so much different adversity. But one of the greatest things that happened after that was four days later, I was baptized in my church and I gave myself to the Lord. And uh, so, you know, the Lord just kind of told me because I was sitting there praying. I was going through a lot of adversity, a lot of anxiety, a lot of very deep depression because here I was, you know, all I was ever knew was being in the military and serving in the military and serving our nation. Uh, you know, having to go through, you know, 9-11, going through Operation Noble Eagle, Operation Iraqi Freedom, Enduring Freedom, and uh, even Operation Odyssey Dawn, and going through all those things and, uh, you know, having to completely come to a full stop and then have to rechange and pivot and change my life around was a very, very dramatic experience for me. But not only that, uh, having to become going from a, a husband and, you know, a family to becoming a single dad of four. So it was a very, very, you know, life-changing experience for me, just to say the least. And so, you know, through a lot of thought and prayer, you know, I said, well, I have a lot of abilities. You know, what did I used to do? You know, in the military, I was the lead trainer for my crew chiefs. So I trained uh, dozens of airmen and about, you know, how to maintain the F-16 and how to make sure it's always in its top – peak form to where it's always fully mission capable and uh, being able to be that instructor, that mentor, 
you know, that's something that was I'm very passionate about, being able to pass on that basically, if you want to call it the, the rock of knowledge and uh, to other people. But it's not just so much that you're teaching them how to do your job. You're teaching them how to become better than you. Just like a parent, you know, we teach our children how to become better than us because we're going to get to a certain point where the Lord says, all right, this is where you're going to hit and that's it. But we have to teach them the skills so they can leapfrog over us and we can experience that greatness through them. And I want to pass that on to other people because especially men, because, you know, in deep prayer, you know, asking the Lord, you know, all right, Lord, you know, where do you want me to be? What do you want me to do? What is it that you want me to do? And how can I fulfill your will? And, you know, he was just speaking to my heart saying that, you know, hey, I, I want you to lead men. I want you to lead men. I want you to lead the masses. So that way, not only they can see and build a foundation through me, but they can spread that love out to everyone else. You know, kind of like the 80-20 rule, you know, you focus on that 20%. They're going to go out and teach that other 80%. And so, you know, he wanted me to focus on a few individuals here and there and build them up so they can go and build other people up. Because, you know, in society today, we have so many options and people just kind of just, you know, they get overwhelmed. And that overwhelming feeling brings on anxiety. It brings on fear. It brings on all different types of emotions. And people tend to then make decisions based on those emotions. And it never turns out well. You never have any kind of decision that's based solely on our emotion. Never turns out well. You know, I, I give this analogy to a lot of people that I teach and a lot of people that I come in contact with is like this. You know, we've all kind of you know seen the videos on YouTube where you know we have people become absent-minded and they're pumping gas in their car and all of a sudden they take off and then that gas is spraying everywhere and there's fire and everything just kind of burns down and everything. So you know, you have that gas. That's that's your emotion. That that fuel is your emotion. And if it's uncontained and it goes all over the place, it just brings nothing but destruction and it goes all over the place. But if you take that same fuel and you put it and you contain it and you're able to contain it, you can control it and you can push it to and use it to your ability to whatever it is you want to fuel it to. It will fuel your passions. It will fuel your desire, but it will also open up your mind to make you more focused and desire to move your vehicle, which is you or whatever desire and you know purpose that God put in your heart to lead to other people, to lead that direction that you need to go to. So once you contain that and you're able to use that, you can fuel it till you go anywhere you want, as fast or as slow as you want. But if you're just using this, that fuel, that fuel is going all over the place, it's useless, and it becomes nothing but a danger to everyone else. So I teach everyone to embrace that uncertainty, to embrace that uncertainty of life, because once you're embracing that uncertainty of life, you understand that, number one, you're not in control. Number two, you can create a more predictable outcome because essentially that's what we're doing every single day. We're predicting an outcome of the day, and as we're predicting that outcome, you know, things come into our way. It never, ever comes out the way we usually want to. You know, we may predict the way we want it to go, but there's things that come out throughout the day that will change that prediction. At the end of the day, it comes out to the positive result or the result that you may have wanted. Sometimes it may be a negative day that you learn from experience, but essentially it's all a prediction. And when people rely on their emotions or something tragic happens or something really dramatic happens where they have to completely change their focus off of that, that's when the problems come in. So then I teach them how to embrace that uncertainty, how to keep that uncertainty, understand that uncertainty is coming to stay two, two, two steps ahead, but also to have that foundation, to teach that foundation, basically, first of all, to keep God first and understand that everything that happens, it's going to be for his will and that no matter what happens to you, it's going to be for an experience to teach 
and to learn how to be closer to him, also to also grow yourself, but also to understand that you want to create that predictable outcome so that way people who are seeing you going through this, they can understand how to do it better themselves and not go down a path that they really don't need to. I love it. I'm up here just smiling and smiling. But let's let's go. Let me ask you this. Let's go back just a, a minute. You know the world. What they say is so many people. You know here, United States, abroad, all over. One thing common, I guess we can say that we actually we'll never be perfect. <laughs> number one. But That's right. I think a lot of times uh, it's two type of people in regards to what we're talking about today. Some people know that they in that they stuck, and some people don't not aware that they are doing anything wrong. But if they look at their surroundings, no one wants to talk to them. No one wants to be around them. How do you help someone in a situation that? I mean, I guess the people that's aware that's pretty that's easier if you want to say that. But how do we deal with you know people that? We can't even get to embracing the uncertainty because we don't know what's going on. We know something that feels weird. But, you know, and I'm saying that to say is, you know, we've seen in the media so many people that have been through things in their childhood, and it doesn't really come up, if you will, to, to stagnate them, if that's, a, you know, the words I need to choose for that. They don't realize that until they become a until they in another stressful situation. How how does should we approach that? Because a lot of people they feel so alone, <laughs> and so we can't even tap in to try to help them. But I think you know, with all the things that you've been through, you can actually master that well. But how do we actually help people that feel alone and people that feel like I'm just not worthy of anything? Right. Well, you know. In the military, what we're taught was that, you know, we have the mission. The mission comes comes first, you know, and, and when, when it comes to getting things done. So no matter what else is going on, when you're there at work, it's, it's work. That's your foundation. So you build that foundation. When you go through basic training, they eliminate – when you go through it your very, the very first week, before you even get your uniforms and before they even cut your hair, you know, you've got a mix of individuals. That's all you are. You're just a mix of individuals. And those are like all the different options that you have. But what the military does, it breaks that individualism down to rebuild you up as a team, and it builds you that foundation of that brotherhood. And what I'm finding a lot is, you know, through a lot of you know research and, and things like that, is that you know when people, especially today, um, you know, there's so many options. It's not like it was like 30 years ago where you know the internet was just coming online and this, that, and the third, but you didn't have that. You had to actually physically go out and do all this research, you know, manually, and you had to do the work. And people didn't really have to, you know, weren't as complacent as you will, because there were so many resources at your fingertips. You had to actually go out and do the work, and that built character. Because what was that doing? It was making you uncomfortable. It was getting you out of that zone. It was getting you out of that comfort zone, where we have become as a society where we've become so comfortable that the minute that there's something that is out of place, out of norm, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, this is such a huge problem. This is so wrong. You know, am I different? Am I, you know, why am I different? Why am I not like this person? And we're not celebrating that true diversity, that true, the the differences that God set us to be. You know, there's, everyone is individual. Everyone's different. 
you know, but again, we're not setting that foundation as a society, as a brotherhood or a sisterhood or as a family, if you will, to where we can embrace that. And so people then tend to start to feel alone because they don't feel like there's a family. They don't feel like they're part of a family. They don't feel like they're part of something bigger than themselves because that's what really gives us purpose. When we feel that we are being doing something that's greater than ourselves, then that gives you that passion, that drive. You may not believe it. You may not understand it. But if you understand that, hey, if I do something wrong, my brother is going to fall, and I don't want that, that's something bigger than yourself. You don't have to believe that, hey, you know, even in the military, you know, you can go and, you know, not agree with why we're in this specific conflict. Because honestly, I've had so many people that, you know, I've had disagreements with that we were in the same unit that they disagreed of why we were having to be deployed somewhere or why, you know, our other fellow brothers and sisters were in a different zone because they're out there fighting and doing what they got to do. But we were part of this brotherhood. So no matter what our differences was, we were going to go and we were going to take care of everything and we were going to do the right thing because of them. Not so much of what we totally believed in, in our personal opinion, but because the greater good was what that was for. And so we went and we did our job. We took care of what we needed to do. So with that, that's where I see a lot of things are happening today is that nobody's really feeling like there is this brotherhood or this family. And But there's so many options out there. So we're trying to fit into the different situations that we're just trying to fit ourselves in. And what we're not seeing is that we're not looking ahead where we're trying to fit all these square pegs into these round holes, but we're not realizing that if we just take our time a little bit and move forward and look at the other options, that there's going to be a square hole that you're going to be able to fit in and you're going to be able to fit in as a family and you're going to be able to understand that perfection is an illusion. But if you want to strive for something, you need to strive for excellence. And with excellence comes having to be uncomfortable and having to be to grow and having to understand that you are different. And being different is good because that way people can learn. I've had so many people that I've served with that were completely different from me. Like I grew up in New York City. I've had – when I was in technical training in Texas and Shepard Air Force Base in Wichita Falls, you know, I had so many people that I was training with that had never seen snow in their life. And then we had six inches of snow, and here I am. I grew up in the snow, and I'm like – Ah, uh, it's snow, and I had guys jumping out of windows, going jumping around in six inches of snow because they've never seen snow because they lived in Florida for their entire life. So it was just like you know a brand new experience, but it was amazing to see that, and it was amazing for them to experience that. And it doesn't mean that they were crazy or anything like that. It's just that they were embracing something that was different. And when we embrace that difference, when we embrace that uncertainty, when we can better. You know, do, we can do more for ourselves and for everyone else because we have that foundation of family. Once that foundation is set, then you can embrace any uncertainty that comes to your comes your way. So that foundation could be, you know, could be like for myself, it's my faith in Christ. That's my foundation. And then any uncertainty that comes with my family, I can go ahead and I know that I can achieve any kind of goal that I set forth for myself or for my family or get through any kind of adversity because I know I have him and I'm standing on, on the word and everything's going to work out. So whatever problems may arise or whatever issues, it's not really a problem. It's just a situation that I have to deal with. You know, when I was in the military, again, you know, working on fighter jets, you know, there's thousands of moving parts. And I had to literally remember where their specific things were. And if anything was out of place, I had to make sure that they were back in the place. I had to make sure that they were working properly. 
And so, you know, if something happened, well, I had to troubleshoot. I didn't, there wasn't a problem. There was a, it was a, a fix. We're learning the process to fix the problem ish or the issue. And so when you're troubleshooting that, you're coming up with the theories, you're coming up with the different solutions, but the foundation was the jet has to fly. And so the jet has to fly. So what do we got to do? And then, so, all right, we have our maintenance manuals. That's our guidance. Okay. So this is how we fix this part. Once we isolated the problem and then we found the solution and then we worked towards getting that solution done, whether we had the part on hand or we had to order the part. And then as soon as it came in, we got it in. And then we did the, the follow on operational checks to get it done, whatever it took. And we got it done and we got the jets to fly. But in life, it's not as simple because we don't have those manuals. But we, in my faith, in our faith, we do have a manual. We have that Bible, and that's how I set that foundation. So I'll, I'll look in there. But you know, you sit there and say, "Oh, well, you know, <laughs> I've, I, you know, I'm running out of money. So what do I got to do? You know, the, you know, the Bible is not going to sit there and say, "Hey, well, you need to go get this job or go out be an entrepreneur. Or this is how you're going to do it." This, no, it gives you that guidance and it shows you, and then that way God can talk to you to guide you to where you need to go. That's that foundation so that he's going to help you troubleshoot that problem that you have to where you can find that solution that he's giving you so that way you can help others and you can find your purpose and you can embrace that uncertainty to change the world. And that's exactly what we need today. Wow. Wow. Yeah, we really do (laughs) need that today. Let me ask you this because a lot of people always ask me uh, in regards of uh, the millennials and the, you know, generation X, Y, well, you know, all those different. How can we actually come and and you're, you know, because you you had to do that in the military with the, you know, you know, 17 years or more. And then especially being a pilot, that's a whole nother level. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> how can we actually, it's like the, and I love how you say embrace, how do you think that we need to come together? Because we need the older, you know, I'm going to say mature because I'm getting to the age. <laughs> we need the wisdom <laughs> and the knowledge from the mature uh, age group. And then the millennials, one thing I really can truly say, that the millennials are totally different from even my parents' age, my age, is they they'll take a chance. I mean, we actually allow unfortunate fear and those type of things to block us. But the millennials, they will try, and sometimes it's a positive thing, and sometimes it may not be. One thing I have noticed, they do that. But how can right. we actually, you know, even just start a conversation that it's okay to be different? Because I love when you said that it's okay to be different. But I think the powerful word that we need to always bring in, it's okay to be different and use that superpower, if you want to call it that, and then um, it's okay to, well, we got to respect each other. What, what's your take on that? Because I think a lot of people, we miss it. It's okay to be different. <laughs> but right. let's yeah, respect absolutely. each other and let's be that sister and brotherhood that you spoke of. Well, you know, I, when when I was training uh, a lot, of, and, and I did, I came into contact with a lot of, you know, younger people, and, uh, you know, <laughs> and when they came in, I'm like, man, you know, Gosh, I'm so old. You know, I would tell them stories about you know how things have changed, and, and and things definitely, most certainly changed. And you know, they would come in and with, with their different, you know, and, and they're 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 green, they're they're ready to roll, they're 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 all about you know serving and stuff. But 
then when you speak to them on a one-on-one basis to kind of understand who they are because you have to understand who they are so that way you can better give them those opportunities and the 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 skills and and the tools that they need to succeed I don't think there's enough dialogue to where we're trying to understand them. And, you know, and I found this like, you know, when I was growing up, you know, our parents are always sitting there, you know, whatever music we listen to or what have you, you know, they, they disliked it or whatever, but there was still a discourse there where they would listen and understand where they wouldn't go. You know, my mom, when, when I was playing baseball, she didn't really understand baseball, but as soon as I started really playing baseball, she decided to try and learn it and understand it. And then when I, when I, I had a passion for aviation since I was six years old. And so when there was different airplanes or whatever, she obviously didn't understand it. But then she, when she asked me questions about it, she started becoming more familiar with it. And then when I decided to join the Air Force and I talked to her about the different fighter jets and different fighter aircraft, you know, and that she understood that she, you know, she started getting into it. Now, was she an expert? Obviously not. Was she able to, you know, differentiate the, the different fighters and this and that? No, she did. She couldn't. But she knew what kind of fighter jet I, the F-16 was because I would point that. I'm like, that right there, you know, so she could point that out. But there was a discussion there. There was a discussion there, and people didn't understand that. And I think that today people are not listening. We're not listening to each other. And as for not listening to each other, we can't have a discussion. And the problem is, again, is that the discussions be, go to, you know, I'm right, you're wrong, and if you disagree with me, then you're 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 the X Y Z. You're you know you can put in whatever adjective you want, you know, and it's wrong. And that's 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 where we're we're lacking is that that just common sense discourse to where we can go, hey man, I don't agree with what you said but I understand what you're saying and there's a big difference. And as soon as we can bridge that communication, we can bridge that foundation and build that foundation on that communication. We can get to them more. We can understand them more. And we have to undertake for us have to learn how to understand them vice versa, because communication and being a leader, it, it goes both ways. You know, they say you have to lead up or lead down. Lead, it's absolutely true. But the only reason why people will follow you as a leader is because they're resonating with you because they understand you, but they also understand that you have a vetted interest in them and you care about them. You know, John Maxwell says, you know, no one, no, no one cares how much you know until they know how much you care. And so once you understand that or they understand that you care for them and you genuinely truly care for them, and what we tend to do is we'll look at you know, again, the Bible talks about you know how we have to give, and once we give, we're going to get we're going to get twofold or tenfold. But what we tend to look at is when we give, that's looking at as as motivation for a reward, rather than just looking at it as a reward. And then we use that motivation, and then once we use it as motivation, it it tends to be skewed because that's not what our true intentions are. Our true intention is to get the reward, not so, not so much to value that person or to add value to that person or to build that person. Our intention, our motivation is to get the reward. But once we take that motivation out and say the motivation turns to just building for them, for the value, we want to teach for the value, then our reward is greater. 
then our reward is in, in, insurmountable. Then that's when bridges get built. That's when foundations get built, and that's when the communication comes in, and that's when the understanding comes in, and that's when everyone can look at each other as a family. Because once we learn how to value each other, we're not valuing each other for our opinion. We're not valuing each other for people. We're not valuing we're, – we're separating ourselves. Why? Because we don't have that foundation of family. And once we value that family unit, and once we value where we come from and, and you know, love where we come from, be proud where we came from, be proud of where we grew up, be proud of where our nation is, be proud of what we've learned, be proud of all the experiences that we've gone through. No matter what hardships, we're proud of that. We're proud of having to go through the muck, having to go through all that nonsense and all the, the dangers and the frustrations, and we come out as a better person so that we can teach those other people because that's exactly what we're doing. We're having to teach other people the uh, what we learned so that way they don't have to do it, but they can do it better because that's what we've done. We, we, you know, in aviation, you know, we, we learned how to, you know, we've gone from, you know, bicycle you know, people, who, the Wright brothers who built bicycles, you know, and we went from flying an airplane that was, you know, flew literally 130 something feet for the first flight. to now we have aircraft that fly five times faster than the speed of sound. You know, we've gone, Outside of the, you know, the atmosphere, and we're we're traveling to different worlds now. We've gone to the moon, and we're going to go to Mars because we've learned these experiences, and we've cherished these experiences, and we've gone now push forward these experiences, and we've embraced that uncertainty, and we didn't let it create that fear to captivate us. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm laughing because uh, yesterday um, one of my team members said, and maybe, you know, they said family rules the world. And then you said what you said. <laughs> so I'm just so excited. <laughs> I'm like, because, yeah, the, the the family, you know, we have to have that foundation. And, you know, like you said so wonderfully, you know, some things that we you know, positive, something negative, but we actually have to, like you said, embrace that and then be able to go past that adversity because we all have a purpose. We all have goals and things that we actually need to master. Oh, I'm so excited. Let's try to do this. We have to make sure we do this. We got to make sure. Tell us how, well, first of all, tell us are you accepting clients and tell me, tell the listening audience how you know, how does, what does that look like? I mean, how can they actually work with you that they can embrace, it, you know, and get past that adversity that they can go out and change the world as well? Yes, ma'am. Um, so, you know, I, absolutely I'm taking on clients. I'm actually expanding right now, so I'm taking on even more clients now. So, um, you know, I got a free schedule. Just come on in. Uh, you can contact me on Facebook because you know, I'm, I'm building my website now. So because it's just getting so much attention, which has been such a huge blessing. And uh, so I, I want to be able to maximize that effort. So but right now you can get me get in touch with me directly on Facebook. You just go to Faithfully Led. Go to Facebook.com slash Faithfully Led, L-E-D dot Sean, S-E-A-N. And you can get message me directly there. Or you can find me on Instagram at Faithfully underscore Led, L-E-D on Instagram, or you can email me directly at Sean, S-E-A-N, at faithfullyled.com. And I've got tons of I, I've got tons of programs that I can build for you. If it's a one-on-one, I offer one-on-one. I offer group coaching, um, any kind of – if you need me as a speaker to inspire your people, I'm also available for that. So you can direct email me there, and I'll send you my calendar link so that way you guys could set up your own schedule. 
Um, I also have some free downloads that I'm going to share with you, Dr. Uh, so that way, Dr. Sunday, so that way you can give to your, your listeners, um, and uh, I'll share the links, and you can put it out there, and which would be a wonderful thing, so especially given through an aftermath of divorce uh, like I did. So I, I wrote an ebook. It's a quick 15-page ebook that you guys can read and understand what I do and understand how to get through that aftermath of any kind of pretty much, whether it's divorce or different type of you know tragedy or whatever, that's going to help you out. It's going to get you out there. So if you find me on my Facebook, you find me on Instagram, uh, you, can, you can email me directly. Like I said, um, I will get in contact with you right away, and th- that that's the best way to get a hold of me. And uh, like I said, the one-on-one, I do group coachings, and I'm doing mastermind. And right now I'm in the middle of building my mastermind course. It's going to be a four-week course that will go out there and help you get to, again, build you. It's going to show you how to get there. It's going to build that foundation. It's going to help you build that communication, and that's going to help you how to get out there and execute what it is that you want to do. Wow, wow. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, Sean, first of all, we want to say uh, thank you so much. First of all, let me just step back. Thank you for being in your purpose. That's the first thing. Uh, We just thank thank you. you that you know, because a lot of times when adversity happens, people just don't know what to do. So we just thank you that you continue the journey, and we just thank God for more and more in your life. But also we want to thank you for being a guest here at Good Deeds. And we want to say if, if, if we missed anything that we didn't have any conversation, you can say that at this time. And then uh, tell us again your website, how we can contact you. Sure. Uh, the website, again, is on go to, go to Facebook.com. And it's faithfully led led dot sean, uh, and you just look it up on 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 Facebook faithfully led, also on Instagram faithfully underscore led led, or and you can email me directly at sean s e a n at faithfully led dot com. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, Sean, if you need us for anything, please, please don't hesitate to give us a call. But we, we cherish you and we thank God for you. <laughs> and that, thank you, ma'am. I appreciate really. you. Yes, yes, yes. We're so excited. But you, whoop, you guys, I know you. Yeah, I know you're ready for the replay. So hold on. <laughs> Very sure it'll, <laughs> it'll actually be available. Uh, but you, we'll have all Sean's information actually on all our social media. And also we'll have that information on how you can jump in and get the amazing thing that he has to offer, that he's serving you, that actually you can move forward and do the things that you want to do in life, your dreams, goals, and passions in life. And, I, you know, here at Good Deeds, you know, I always have, you know, what that, they say, I always have the light on. Remember that commercial? But the thing about it is if you need someone to chat with, if you need somebody, you feel like you're stuck, you feel like you're at a wall, please, Contact us. You know, our website is ReneeSunday.com. And then also our telephone number is on there for our business office. It's there. Someone will answer the phone, okay, unless, unless they, you know, busy, they'll go straight to voicemail and they'll be on it because we actually have beat that up because we don't want anyone to call and not get what they need, the service they need. And so if you want to actually uh, have me as a speaker, I'm an international speaker, you know, we, we do have publishing uh, company. Uh, we also have, if you want to do your own magazine, we have the Good Deeds magazine. We can show you how to do that. But the key is to help you take that breath 
And then don't make the mistake that everybody else made and that I made. I don't want you to do that. We want to make it shorter, okay? Uh, also, you, we have an anthology that's coming out. Uh, we still have a couple of authors that want to get on board. But guess what the title is going to make you just say, whoo, it's can any good thing. So in the Bible, you know when, the, when they made the reference to Jesus, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? That's what's the name of the book. And we actually have people in each city, state, that actually saying, for example, can any good thing come out of Atlanta? For example, can any good thing come out of Charlotte? Can any good thing come out of uh, Brooklyn? Those type of things. And actually, the person that actually is the leader of that, they actually get a major discount and those type of things. But the key is with this project is to let people know, it's just like, and Sean just set it up so wonderfully for me, that it's okay to be different, but let's use that differentness to make sure that we respect each other and that we actually walk in our purpose. So you know we love you, hey, good deeds. Always remember, you do have a calling. You do have a reason you are born. You're not a mistake. We have to do three things. We have to believe, we have to trust, and we we got to walk it out, right? And we got to don't stop. We have to get it, get it. And what are we getting? We're getting our purpose, and we're getting our purpose now. You know, this is Good Deeds, and I'm Dr. Renee Sunday. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.